they got the backboard and the basketball thing fixed. So we played knockout Thursday night. I was here for a little bit for that. John and Sheila did the, the message and stuff. But we had, a, we had a ball, and those kids are good. And I found out some of them had played basketball before. Even their, their moms or dads, if they wanted to play, we were like, yeah, just get in. We'll play. But it was fun. So I challenged them this Thursday. I said, I'm going to beat you all at knockout. Whether that'll happen or not, I don't know. But a lot of fun. Good to have you with us. Uh, as Ron said, um, August, isn't it amazing? We're almost mid-August now. That's nuts. I mean, it seems like, wow. And then he mentioned that one word, school. But anyway, uh, it's just good to, uh, to be involved in the community. I believe Marion is coming out of a slump because you guys are living here. Honestly, that's truth. I believe because God's people are here, Marion is not lost, it is yet to come and do great things, and um, you know, so there's a big car show here yesterday, I believe, and um, I'm on the board at Safety City, our, our next door neighbors, and so you know, they said, can we use your parking lot? I said, sure. So it's, it's great to be able to do something that the community can come and see and, and be part of, and, and you know, hopefully we'll you know, just continue to get involved in more and more things. Uh, I wanted to talk to you this morning about discipline, and, uh, and I'm speaking for myself because, you know, sometimes have you ever done something and you made a lot of headway, and then sometimes you start easing back into old habits, anybody besides me, and then you catch yourself, and you're like, okay, I want to go through this again, so um, I need some, get something out of this, and uh, I know it's going to to help me, because as the Lord had me revisit and go back and look at some of these things, I'm like, all right. You know, I take a look at the word even disciple. Think about discipline, disciple. You know, if we're going to follow something, it's going to take you to be disciplined. If we're going to follow God, you're going to have to be disciplined. Everything under the sun doesn't, doesn't work if you're going to follow God. How many know that? Because the word has boundaries. There are there's black and white in the word. This is good. This is bad. So there's going to take discipline to say yes to some things, and it takes discipline to say no to some things. So if we're going to be a Jesus follower, we're going to be a believer, we're going to follow him, we're going to have to do it in a way that we make up our mind and make up what we do and how we do it to discipline ourselves to say, Christ, how do you want me to do this? Jesus, what can I do to help? What, what could you use me for? So let's pray, and let's be midst, and that, Lord, it'll drop 18 inches, maybe from our head to our heart, so that we can see something that we could tweak or change and make ourselves a little bit better for you. Amen. So this is something that, you know, some of the things you're going to hear me say I've said before, but they're worth repeating because they, they bring us uh, to a deeper level. We often look at other people and we see things that are in their lives that, uh, you know, if I look back at my life and I, <clears throat> I see people that have helped mentor me in my life and where we started and where we are now, and certainly I'm a work in progress, and I'm sure those people are as well, but I start looking at those, how did they get there? What were the disciplines that they used to get where they're at? And, uh, you know, those kind of things. So we wonder what are the big things they're doing? To get those kind of results how did that happen for them what did they do or keep doing that brought them those kind of results and it's amazing 
Because if we don't ask some of those questions, and my wife's a question asker. She wants to know these things. She wants to know that kind of stuff. So, you know, I get that because then you can kind of, you can download that information and see if it applies to you. How many knows everything you get doesn't apply to you? There's some things that you're going to get and you're going to go, that doesn't even work for me. That's not my personality. Or sometimes God will do something beyond your personality and you go, I'm uncomfortable. But God doesn't ask you for comfort sometimes, does he? I know for me, he'll say, I need you to go talk to someone. I don't want to go talk to, you know, um, maybe a neighbor, witness to them. About, I, can I just, like, wave? But, you know, he wants me to go say something or to, you know, tell him about the kingdom and about the gospel of, of Jesus. But, and so sometimes I'm not always comfortable. He's always stretching me. So here's a key thought. Some of the smallest things you do, the things that nobody sees, result in the big things that most everybody wants. So some of the things, that the disciplines that you do can bring big results if they're done consistently and they're the right thing. Does that make sense? So, you know, let's, let's take, uh, I'm just going to say weight loss because that's stuff that I've had the wonderful roller coaster of. How many have ever, never mind, don't raise your hand. <laughs> raise your hand, honey, be quiet. But, you know, it, it is the consistent of doing the right thing that bring the big results. Is that true? So that thought in mind, you know, our mindset is kind of like, well, they, they just arrived. But success doesn't really happen overnight, does it? It's usually something that we have done continually or something that we've put our hand to and we've worked at it. What we repeatedly do. So today we're going to unpack this together. Here's our first thought this morning. Keep on keeping on. You've heard that saying before. Keep on keeping on. If you're doing something that God has put you to do or doing the right thing, you've got to keep doing the right thing. Sometimes if we don't see results of doing the right thing right away in America, we want to stop. But I'm telling you this morning, if you're doing something that's right, keep on keeping on. Keep on doing what's right. Keep on doing the right thing. People here would say, I mean, I, I think if we'd ask, if I took a poll, how many here are, you, you would say are very, very disciplined? Don't, again, you don't have to raise your hands. Uh, and so Kim and I talked about this, you know, and you could also use the word motivation or motivated. There are people that are more motivated than others. Some people are, you know, they get up in the morning and they're like, let's attack the day. Yes. There's other people that are like, if the bed doesn't spit them out, it's probably God's will they stay there. You know? <laughs> Somebody, I do, I do exercises every day. I do one sit-up. In the morning, I get up. That's half. <laughs> the end of the day, I lay down. That's the other half. You know, that's their exercise. So, I mean, I understand motivation. But I'm talking about discipline. So, kind of in a, in a sense, the same thing. But I, wanna, I want us to pull this back. I, I was with Pastor Gary last night, and I got to talk to him. He preached last night, and he said, what are you, what, you know, what are you speaking on tomorrow? And so I told him, and he said, I just heard a message on that from Dr. Sam Chan. And I said, oh, really? And so he told me about it. He said, is that what you're going to do? Is that the angle? I said, that's not the angle I'm coming from. So I told him, and he goes, oh, that's a great, that's, he said, yeah, I like that. I haven't heard that before. Because here's what I want to tell you is, there are many of us in the room, some of us will say, I'm disciplined, I'm motivated. Others will say, you know, I, I'm not, or I'm, you, you'll look at it, no, 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 I'm not. I'm here to tell you this morning, I think most of us are, but maybe we're doing it the wrong way. 
We're just not producing the results. We're, <laughs> we're disciplined at the wrong things, so to speak. So I need to make some changes, and there's some more changes I need to make. And Kim and I just talked, and I, you know, and I, for myself, I have some personal goals, and I find myself smudging those. You ever smudge? And then you go, you don't get the results you're wanting because you know why? You smudged them. But if you, when you kept the goal and the line was plain, the results came. It's the smudging that we lose. So before you get mad at me, I'm going to limp off the platform because I'm stepping on my own toes all morning today. Just saying. Many of us have become disciplined, but we become disciplined in bad habits, not good ones. The things we do time and time again that take us nowhere. The things or that, you know, it, it really doesn't bring any results, but you just do them out of habit or, or whatever. You might say, well, Brett, here, I'm not disciplined. Uh, I'm overweight. I love to sleep. And all I do is play video games. Okay. But I'm going to tell you this. You are disciplined. You're good at hitting the snooze button. Very disciplined at that. You've got some really incredible thumbs and fingers that are very good and nimble for video games. And you've never missed a meal. Very disciplined. So again, I'm just kind of looking at this at another angle. Sometimes we, we just listen to the enemy and we go at things the wrong way. And it doesn't mean that you couldn't do it the other way. We're just used to it. We're in our comfort zone. If you ever had a stressful day and sometimes that's... You know why they call comfort food comfort food? Because it just tastes so good and you're stressed and it just makes you feel like grandma's hugging you. Discipline is just choosing between, in a good way, what you want now or what you want most and i've said that before but i gotta say it again it is choosing making you make that choice what you want now or what you want most it's the bridge to getting your dreams have you ever had enough have you ever been fed up then you might want to practice some discipline how do i change this I mean, there's been times, and I've told you, Pastor Kim and I, we've just like, we want to do this. We want to finally, we want to go someplace. You know, sometimes a vacation, you want to be more than just the YMCA or something. How many understand? I'm telling you, man, I have, I've managed fitness centers outside of our town and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if I wanted to get away or wanted to feel like I was getting home, I would go into a, a Kroger or a Meyer that was set up like the one here in town just because I would feel like I was back in my hometown. That's not really getting away. If you're successful in some areas of your life, I, I don't want you to leave here discouraged. If you have a good marriage, then you're disciplined in something. It didn't just happen. Maybe you do devotions together. Maybe you pray with one another. Maybe you, you, know, you come into agreement or you work at raising your family as a team. You're thoughtful to each other. Maybe you, you know, your finances aren't in, in, a, in disarray and you, you know, you've planned some things. Okay, that's, that takes discipline. You know, for you to live beneath your means and for you to plan and for you to give and for you to set up yourself on a budget. 
Those are disciplines. And the opposite is true as well. You can be disciplined by not doing any of those. You know, how we get motivated is when we see good results, and then it does something like, wow, ooh, okay. You know, if you're losing weight and you get on the scale and three pounds came off, and you're like, how did that happen? I did this. I'm going to keep doing that and see if that keeps happening because that's great. Or if I put my money in and, and, and the investment went and it did well, I want to put more in that. So we have disciplines. We just got to make sure we're doing the right thing. We can be so inconsistent sometimes about doing the right thing. I think everybody in here is human. We've all had goals. First of the year is really great. We all make New Year's resolutions. How many have ever made those? Those are good for about a month or so. Statistically, um, Planet Fitness, they'll, they'll explode January, February. About March, they'll start fading off. May, hardly anybody that was doing that is still there. I mean, the odds just go down and down because we meant well, but it just didn't happen. You ever tell yourself, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get up, I am going to get up at the crack of dawn. It's really easy, isn't it? At, at night, I'm getting up, boy, oh, I can't wait to get up in the morning, I'm going to get all ready. And then when the alarm goes off, I don't think God really wants me up today. I think he wants me to, to, to stay in bed. Mark Lowry called his bed the word. So if anybody said, hey, Mark, can you come over and do it? I, I'm in the word. I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike, that's a good idea. Okay, no, it's not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to start working out. Oh, okay, I got to wait till Monday because Monday will start fresh. I'm a little sore today. I can't do Monday. I'll do Tuesday. Well, I better wait till next week now because, you know, after all, it start off on the wrong foot. I got to get. And so we will do things like that. It's easy to go on a diet when you just left the buffet. I mean, if we're honest. When we're full, oh boy, I can't wait. To start. I'm going to start tomorrow. This is going to be awesome. And then your stomach growls in the morning and everybody around you is eating chocolate chip cookies and whatever. You know, I'm just honestly, if, if you're still like for, you know, to lose weight. There are people that don't struggle to lose weight, Ron Clayton. We'll be at Sonic and this is, it's wonderful. Karen's like, this is just wrong. But he'll, he'll eat. I mean, he's got this wonderful sandwich. He's eating. And Mindy or somebody sat down with another sandwich. And he went, what is that? And they said, oh, it's a chicken club. I'm getting one of those. I mean, I even think about that I put on weight, it seems like. Okay, I break that in Jesus' name. That man's over there through half the life group just eating tater tots, Chicken, burgers, give me a shake. Man, I love this life group. Of course you do. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus, I want a metabolism like Ron Clayton. I'm going to start declaring that in the morning. <laughs> Father, I thank you my metabolism's like Ron Clayton in Jesus' name. I mean, I got a leg that weighs what my wife weighs. She, she can eat anything she wants. Now, she's disciplined, though. She doesn't go overboard or anything like that. I mean, but I'm just saying, it's like, oh, that's awesome. I had, a, I had a, a student one time, true story, five Big Macs. Let me go over the calorie count for a Big Mac. 550 calories in one Big Mac. Dude slams five of them down like they're nothing. 
And he goes, I don't gain anything. The scripture I told him, this too shall pass. Someday at some reunion, he's going to walk in and go, hey, Martha. And I'm going to say, yeah. Big Mac's caught up with you. <laughs> oh, well. And we get our minds made up. You know, we're like, we, we have the discipline. We're going to do so good. And, you, you know, you go through drive-thrus. Now, most drive-thrus like Wendy's, McDonald's, Arby's, they all have salads. This is a good thing. But if you're in a drive-thru, you can't eat a salad and drive unless you're pretty talented. But if you're going home or somewhere, you know, and you're thinking, I'm going through the drive-thru, I'm going to get a salad and a water. Salad and a water or a unsweetened tea. Yep, that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get there. You pull up to the drive-thru, and what do you do? I'll take a double quarter pounder, a large fry, and a Coke. And can you dip the bag in chocolate and biggie-size that? I mean, it's just because it, ah. And we always think we'll start tomorrow, which you can. But discipline. <laughs> being consistent is so key. But results come from either being consistent in the good ones or being consistent in the bad ones. And again, please understand, I know we're having some fun, but I'm, I'm speaking to myself. So I, I'm not trying to s- slam at you. It's kind of where I'm at. If that makes sense. Romans 7, 15, 16. I don't really understand myself, for I do, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I dip the bag in chocolate. Oh, that's not in there. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law, that the law is good. 18 and 20, that same chapter. I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It's the sin living in me that does it. This is Paul just saying, it's a battle. So you got to understand, sometimes we think, oh, it's just me. We don't, nobody else has these struggles. I'm telling you, even Ron Clayton would probably have, it might not be about Big Macs or stuff like that, but I'm just saying, past motivation, we all have different things. So, anyway, didn't mean to pick on you, Ron, but it just amazes me, he's a, pound those burgers down, that's awesome. How many grew up with Flip Wilson? The devil made me do it, honey. Remember that? Yes, sugar. Uh, that's probably where that phrase came from. Paul's just saying, I, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't because the sinful nature in me, and oh, and it just, you know, and then you go through all that. And the enemy is so good about piling on stuff, condemnation. Our flesh pulls us from God, and, and so we need some discipline in our lives. Verse 24 and 25 says, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that's dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer, everybody say the answer, is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. So the answer is not a principle. It's not a formula. The answer is in a person. The answer is in Jesus. That's where all of our answer lies. It is in the cross in Calvary. It is Jesus Christ. That is our answer. Whatever you're having trouble with, whatever you can't seem to get your discipline around, you know what the answer is? Uh, The the Christ in you. The strength of God in you. That's how you're going to dominate. That's how you're going to regulate. That's how you're going to discipline yourself to the right thing. 
It is Christ. In chapter 8, Paul goes on to tell us Jesus has given us power to break the old sin habit and not to condemn us. It's the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus. It's God inside us now. So on our own, we really probably can't do too much. But his spirit is walking with us. We're strong. That's the difference. That's what's empowering. I can do all things through Christ. We have to grab this. If we're going to be disciplined, we need Christ to help us. We need Jesus inside us. His spirit to be giving us wisdom, downloading things and the thoughts of God in us so that we can walk those out. So because of the grace of God, I can now choose what I want most over what I want now. So, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, if you're sitting here saying, oh, but Brad, I, that means I never can have what Ron has at Sonic. That's not what I'm saying. You can, but you have to be disciplined. There's going to be, you just can't have it every time you go. Does that make sense? Um, so, you know, you just have to say, what are your goals? What do you want? To see. One of the reasons he can do that is because he's thin. I want to have God in me strong enough that I can choose, God, what do you want for me? So that I can choose what I want most over what I want now. So God would be my filter. God living in me would be my filter. Because some things that are good for somebody may not be good for me. Today is your day. Today is your day to grab some freedom. Today is your day to grab whatever we're talking about here in this nugget of the word and say, God, I could show me a discipline that could help me. Did you know one little thing could make a, 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 an incredible difference? If you talk to anybody that flies an airplane and they have a course setting, if that course setting is off just by a degree, as the plane goes to its destination, you'll miss the mark just being off by a degree. So it's really important to say, Lord, show me what I can do. What's the discipline to keep myself on course? There's a professor, David Cole from Virginia Tech, did research. He, he discovered 80% of Americans don't have any goals. 16 have goals, but don't write them down. 16%. 3% have goals and write them down, but don't review them. 1% all, uh, in fact, millionaires, check this out, write down and review them on a consistent basis. You cannot reach your potential without goals. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it. Now, we, we push some of the same stuff, not because I got nothing else to say, but because this is what the Lord has disciplined me to come back to, to talk to us about, to help us. We need to say, you know, God, what, what do we want to do with our life? We would tell our kids... In the beginning of the year, when they were all living at home, we, we gave them pieces of paper and said, you know, we're having a family meeting. Our kids love family meetings. Not. But we'd have a family meeting, give them paper and pencil, and we said, what do you want to see accomplished this year? What do you want to do this year? And what would you like to see in the next few years? And they would be like, you know, right away, we're kids. Okay, what do you want? I mean, I'm not asking them to want a you know, I, I would like to, you know, but as a, as a kid, what, what do you want? You know, where, would, where do you see yourself? And so they would write stuff down. We'd put it in an envelope, 
and we would seal the envelope. And then at the end of the year, we would let them look at the envelope again. Sometimes they're like, I did nothing with that. Other times they're like, they went past what they thought. And Kim and I did the same thing. You need your goals and discipline to reach those. 168 hours in a week, 56 hours sleeping, that's eight hours a night if you get that. How many probably don't get that, but if you do, okay? Uh, 40 hours at work, average full-time is about 47 hours. So 168 minus 96, 72 hours left for your future, two hours eating in a week. Um, so if you're a mom, maybe eating with kids or whatever, seven hours a week in your car, 2.5 hours a week getting ready, 22 minutes a day, unless you're a woman, it could take you longer, sorry. I might need a ride home. Um, about 60 hours left, eight and a half hours a day. This doesn't include your relationships, dates, laundry, errands, house cleaning, upkeep, lawn, oil changes, renovations. So, you know, you think about all this stuff, but we were dividing all of those things up. We need God. We need to be disciplined. How are we going to do that? Because life, whether you want to plan it or not, it just happens. If, you know, they use that saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Do you let your day tell you what you're going to do, or do you tell your day, here's what I'm going to tackle? You won't be self-disciplined without God. Not to any extent that's going to matter too much. You have to let his spirit take over. His spirit help you. Listen to me. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. The spirit that healed people is in you. The spirit that multiplied things is in you. That God's spirit, if you are a believer, is in you. You can do all things. It doesn't mean some things, part things. Every other thing, it says all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. It is the spirit of God in his people. And can help you be disciplined. We can choose what we want most over what we want now. So how do we do it? 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. Don't you realize that in a race everybody runs but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do, they do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it for an eternal prize. So athletes are disciplined, I get that. Here's our second thought, though. First things first. We have to make God number one. If we're going to do this race, I'm just telling you, again, just from a guy's point of view, and I don't know if every guy is like me, I'm not saying that, but I have destroyed probably maybe four cell phones at church picnics because I forget to take them out of my pocket or I had a holster and we'd play volleyball. And here's the thing, and this is just me. If I'm playing a sport, like we played knockout, okay, and I just had somebody come up and go, Pastor, I heard you knock people out. I mean, not, but you know. You know why? It's not because they don't love them. It's because they're keeping kind of score and it's competitive. If it's just goofing around, I don't care. Whee! Who cares? But if it's like, who can be in there last and I'm going to play? i got to play hard. Or try to. If I have to play off, I have to make myself. When we would play volleyball, if they're not going to keep score, who cares? I'll laugh. I'll have fun. It doesn't matter whether I get it. If they're going to keep score, now I have to dive for every ball. And Kim would be like, why? I'm like, I, I don't know. It's just kind of like inside. I mean, maybe only guys understand that. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. 
But first things first, make God number one. I want to run to win. I want God to be first. I don't want to run to place. I don't want to settle. If I can win, I want to win. Does that make sense? I, 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 yeah, I, was, a, I was a Trekkie growing up before Star Wars. Anybody else ever a Trekkie? I am alone. <laughs> but one of the things Jim Kirk said, no, he's not in the Bible. But he doesn't like no win scenarios. He doesn't like to lose. And one of the things I liked about I'm like, I don't like to lose. Who likes to lose? Put God first. Make God number one, and you can't lose. It doesn't mean everything else will always be roses. I'm just saying, if I'm doing what God wants, in him there's no condemnation. In him there's grace. There's mercy. If I'm doing my best, I can do that in Christ. Come on, somebody. You are in it to win it. I, I don't, you know, if I'm looking at something and I can do it, this is kind of, my, my wife helps this. She doesn't want the bronze or the silver. She's just looking for gold. She doesn't want a place. She wants to win. We were at, at Life Group, and we played, Ron brought catchphrase. It was so much fun. But because we are competitive, She's very competitive. We split the table up. This side, I was on this side of the table. Pastor Kim was on this side. So all these people over here. And, and you know, catchphrase is like, as soon as they hit the button and start, you're trying to get your team to guess the word that's up there. Now, this is, a, and, and there's, and the more it goes, the faster. You know, by the time I get it, now, if we get it right, I have to hand it to Pastor Kim. So they get it, and it's, and I like that, and my team gets it, and I'm like, yes! And I hand it to her, and she clicks it, and it goes, and then I jump up and go, yes, yes, yes! And we're all, no, we're outside. We don't care who's there. We're all yelling and laughing. I put my hand on Pastor Kim's knee, and she goes, don't touch me. <laughs> and everybody lost it. And we were having so much fun. Why? She's really competitive. Did she mean that? No, but it was just so much fun. But that competitive, you know, she's like, ah! Oh, we got to put God first. Have you, have you really put him first in everything you're doing? We have to run for the prize that will never fade away. Everything I do, I want to do it to bring God glory. I want my children to know how good God is. I want every one of them and their kids for us all to be in heaven. How about you? I want to make sure that the heritage they see, the legacy that they see if Jesus tarries is one that points the way that says God is first. 1 Corinthians 9, 26, 27. So I run with purpose. Everybody say purpose. In every step, I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified you got to run with purpose. You don't want to just exist. Get something from God. Get, uh, back in the day, they'd say you have an unction. Anybody ever have an unction? It's just like, oh, man, i got to get this done. I don't want to just go through the motions. I want to be spirit-disciplined. Not just self-disciplined, but listen to the Lord and do what he says. He helps bring me into line with what I need. Listen to the Lord. So I run with purpose. So then you can choose what you want most. 
over what you want now. You know, we've told some of our kids, you know, as they're growing up, and, you know, I want this, and it's X amount of dollars. And said, okay, I mean, it's your money, you can get that, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to wait. I don't want to wait. I want you to wait. I want you to just take a little bit of, take four weeks, take some money out, figure this out, buy it in a month. You know what happens sometimes in a month? They never buy it because it's not what they thought or they decide, oh, I didn't actually have to have it. doesn't mean they can't have it. It's just a discipline. I mean, if you need it now, then you get it now. But if you don't need it now, you know what I'm saying? Choose. So you have to choose. What are your decisions? I want to do this or I want to spend money on that. I'm this and that. I'm not, you know, not going to eat this. I'm going to eat that or whatever that is. Let the Spirit of God lead you in all that you do. Convenience is part of our life. We like convenience. We have remotes for everything. There's a remote, we have a remote for our ceiling fan. Click the ceiling fan on. We have a remote for the TV. You have a remote for the VCR or DVD player. Sorry. Um, you know, we have remotes for all kinds of stuff. Now you can operate your house from your phone, your electric and all of that. And you can open your garage door with a remote. And back in the day, how many remember? You were the remote for your parents. There was no such thing. And your remote looked like a pair of pliers that walked over to the TV to click four, six, or ten and go back. And your dad would say, I can't hear it. Could you go turn it up? Too loud. You know, all of that kind of stuff. That, that was, and then, you know, that was how we grew up. So we're going to have to be strong in some areas. I mean, convenience is great. I don't mean you shouldn't have that. I just mean, you know, and if, you, if it gets the job done quicker, then I had a guy tell me the other day, he said, you know, I waste, and he told me, well, it wasn't the other day, this has been a while ago, how many seconds it took for his phone to connect to the web, and he added those per day, per week, per month. This is how much time I'm wasting because I don't have whatever G phone or whatever. I'm like, you have too much time on your hands, dude. I mean, that's like really detailed. But I mean, he's looking at, I want to make the most of all of my time. So for that principle, I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty disciplined. I don't know who could all do that. But I mean, he's looking at those kind of things. But God will help me have the power to choose the right thing. What's best? I have people say, well, Brett, that's easy for you. PB, I mean, you're the pastor. Did you know sin doesn't care what your title is? The devil doesn't care. He doesn't care if you're the president or, or uh, you know, the garbage picker. He doesn't care. He just wants to get you derailed. He wants to get the word out of you so it derails you. And everybody isn't always disciplined. I don't care who you are. Here's our third thought this morning. Don't make it complicated. We have a tendency sometimes to analyze something to the point where we, we feel like we can't do anything because we don't know what to do. You got to prioritize what you need to do. What's most important? So get some things of whatever you're doing. If you're making a list for the day, maybe get no more than a half dozen things that you have to do. And then out of that, what is the top three that you need to get done today? 
and then hit those three. Well, Brett, what happens if I don't get the others? Then they go on the list for the next day. I mean, but just pick some things. Don't pick a list of 50 things. What do, you, what do you have to do? This is one of the things I love about my wife. She makes lists for what we're going to do in our house, things that we want to, we want to accomplish. This, is, this needs done. This needs done. Sometimes to the point where I'm almost like, I don't, I don't want to know another thing that needs done because I just finished two things that we needed done. But what, you know what she's done? They're off the list. But when we're all said and done, the list that she made... Now listen to what I'm saying. We would not have done it had it not been set on the list. Does that make sense? Because she put the goal in front of us. Here is the prize. What's going to be the result? Now I'm not talking eternal. Like we're, we're with Christ, he's number one. We're talking about getting people to heaven. We want to empty out hell and fill up heaven. But I'm talking about in this, this race I'm running called life, if God has you, here's what I want you to do, here's where you're going, and he's told you this, but you need to do some things to get something ready, then you need, okay, how do I follow that? If Christ is number one, if God is number one, then he's going to give you, you need to do this, you need to do that. How many know what I'm talking about? And you get all that stuff done, man, you check that off. But when you check that off, that's like, yes, we did that. I'm telling you, our house we live in now had black ceilings. I don't ever want to paint another ceiling as long as I live. It was like, oh, because black, I don't even care, kills or primer. I just like, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. It was no fun. There was part of some of the rooms in the house. She did one, I did another. I, was, I wanted to take the paintbrush and throw it through the window, take a stick of dynamite and go, room's done. <laughs> For real. I'm just like, help me, Jesus. I mean, and the people we bought the house from, it seemed like wonderful people, but I'm telling you when I'm painting that, I'm like, oh, if they were there then, probably not good. And they were great people, I'm sure. But it's just like, ah, make the goal. What, what, what are the priorities? Simplify your life. Once you start getting momentum and you start getting in charge of what God is wanting you to do, I'm telling you, the release and the freedom you have from that is awesome. I get up early and spend time with God every day. And there are days, I can tell you, I wish I could sleep in. There are days that I get to bed about two or three. Maybe I've had to run to see somebody in the emergency room or whatever. And I, and, but my body alarm, how many knows what that is, still wakes you up. You can set the alarm or you don't want to set the alarm because you're like, it's my day off. I'm sleeping in. I still wake up. I don't want to wake up. I'm like, oh, I want to sleep. In. And then for the next whatever time you're trying to sleep more, you just keep. It's been 10 minutes since the last time I looked at my, you know, the clock. Oh, so finally you just get up. But I get up normally in the morning and that's when I do my devotions and and uh, and I pray and I go work out. It lets me know I'm disciplined. It makes me know that, you know, God, I've still put you first. And then, you know, all of the things that, you know, he lives in me. And then those things I pray, I, I do, um, uh, you know, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. And so I, I do that prayer nearly every day. And I incorporate all of you all in it, and the church and the leadership and my kids and, and all of that. And so, I, you know, in essence, when you get done praying, you kind of feel pretty good. And it leads you to a good attitude and realize that you're being led by a spirit. You're giving God the first part of your day. I, I like that. All because I got out of bed early. So 
Sometimes you ever get out of bed and you sleep in and then something happens. You didn't get a chance to read your Bible, didn't get a chance to pray. This happened, that happened, and you feel like you're spending all day catching up. You're tired, you're irritable, you feel guilty for sleeping in, you're agitated, you're grumpy, you're lazy, you still feel tired, you're not motivated, you're not productive, you're out of shape, you didn't work out, you didn't pray, you're snappy, you're not happy at all. You have to stay late at work because you didn't get there till late. And you're very moody and you didn't get anything done on time. You speed home, you get stopped by a policeman. I'm making all this up, but... You try to outrun him because you're in no mood to put up with him. Now you're on the 6 o'clock news due to the chase. They have a chopper. They barricade the road. They pull me out of the car, arrest me for resisting arrest. I'm on America's Most Wanted. Church is in a dilemma all because I didn't get out of bed. It's a terrible dilemma. Because I didn't put God first. Now, obviously, I'm exaggerating. But how many times have you ever said to yourself or to somebody else, you should go back to bed? What'd you do, get out on the wrong side of the bed? I'm just saying, let's just say, there's some times that you need to sleep in. I get that, and it's okay. But then don't be so point that you're like, I've ruined my whole day because I didn't do this. What if you planned that day? I'm not getting up. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to pray around this time. I'm going to do what I can. See, I'm just saying, it works no matter what. Sometimes I, I've had to tell Pastor Kim because she's just always, go, 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 go. You know, I mean, there'll be three roads. I'll take this one. Then she goes, no, no, we're taking all of them. She's so much like Pastor Drinda. It's kind of like, wow. But, you know, she's just like, yeah, all for the kingdom, all for the kingdom, all for the kingdom. Let's go get every person in the West Side. Anybody doing drugs, we'll tell them. She's ready. I am exaggerating there a little bit, but she really has a passion for that. I'm going to ask you two questions and we're going to finish this up. I want to keep it simple. I told my life group this um, Tuesday night. Here's our first question. What do you want most? What do you want most? I want you to ask yourself. Think about it. Write it down. If it's lose weight, how much weight do you want to lose? Write it down. If it's I want to go on vacation, I want to go to Disney World. Write it down. I want my family to, I want to do this, or I want to do that. I want to go on outings. I want short vacations or whatever that is. Write it down. I want to be married. Maybe you're single. Write it down. I want to have a better marriage. Write it down. I want to get close to God. Maybe like you used to or more than you've ever been. Write it down. I want to be free from an addiction. Write it down. I want to be out of debt. Write it down. What do you want most? The Bible says write the vision and make it plain. Here's question number two. What do you need to do now to have what you want most? What can you do right now to have what you want most? How can you start Again, the Bible says that we have to put our hand to it. He blesses the work of our hands. If you're not doing anything towards what you want, if you're not disciplined, in heaven, zero and zero is still zero. You have to walk it out. Nobody else can do that for you. What one discipline do you need to do now that will help you get to what you want most and lead you to glorify God? Now, you're going to give God the glory for all this because greater is he that is in you 
but I need you to see where you want to be. I don't know what that looks like. Well, I want to get in shape, Brett, but I don't have any weight equipment. You know, you can go to Planet Fitness or I think you can join for a buck and $10 a month. I mean, there are ways. If you don't want to do that, you can do stuff at your house that will help you. I'm just saying. I need to get closer to God, but I don't know what to do. You need to find a devotion then. You know, do you read? When's a good time? Make that. Write it down. Have somebody help you stay accountable. Brett, I want to tithe, but I'm afraid. There's a lot of things I do that I'm afraid. Again, God doesn't make me comfortable. I still have a peace because he still says what to do. I just have to do it. It's going to take discipline. Do you trust him? Sometimes we trust him with everything but our wallet. One series I preached, and I'm, I may do it again because we have so many new people. <laughs> I had all the men stand up, told them to take out their wallets and give it to the guy, next guy beside him standing up. So they did. And I said, we're going to receive an offering, and I want you to dig in that wallet and give like you've always wanted to give. And the guys were like, oh, no. What's that look like for you? You want a better marriage? Have you made a date night with your spouse in a while? That's something I still need to do. I mean, we, we just had a date the other day where we were like, oh, and it was, but it was too short because there's too many things happening later in the day. So we just grabbed a, an hour and a half to have lunch and talk. And so I mean, what's that look like? How do you make that work? Some days may be like that. Some weeks may be like that. You want to be close to your kids? What could you do to have fun with them? Could you pray with them? Show them how God loves them? Ask God what he wants you to do now so that you can enjoy that big difference later. Remember what we said in the beginning of this message. Some of the small things that nobody else sees will bring the biggest results that everybody sees. It's the little things that result in the major things. I want you to be disciplined. I want you to run with purpose with every single step. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?